Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Yakin' Live. Our guest today is Jared Smith, and Jared has been sometimes accused of being a daredevil or an adrenaline junkie by his <laughs> peers. <laughs> yep. Uh, and he is a big time whitewater kayaking dude. Before we get into the episode, let's take a moment to recognize today's sponsors, DH Baits. DH Baits specializes in a variety of spinners and jigs. If you want a bait that will actually catch a fish, check out DH Baits on Facebook. MMA Fishing. MMA fishing rods are proudly made in the USA and offer both spinning and casting rod models. If you're looking for some awesome rods to fight the bite, check them out. Also, be sure to insert clay kite fishing in the pro staff section when checking out to further support our channel. Thin Blue Tight Lines. Thin Blue Tight Lines is a fishing apparel brand dedicated to law enforcement. They have some really cool gear, and most importantly, they support America and first responders. Be sure to check them out. Last but not least, Going North Headed South Wholesale. Going North Headed South is located in Corbin, Kentucky, and they are known for giving the best deals this side of the Mississippi. If you're looking to buy something, don't pay retail. Going North Headed South has you covered. You can check out our sponsors by clicking their links in the description of this episode. Again, we would like to thank each of them for making this episode possible. That being said, let's get back to it. So, Jared, go ahead and tell us about yourself and some of the awesome things you do in a kayak. I wouldn't say awesome, but as far as like local kayaker, I'm I'm all right. Uh, I've ran a I've ran a few rapids and stuff where. Uh, been kayaking now i guess for about 15 years oh I mean, since 2015 i wish 15 years i wish i started that young uh, <laughs> we kind of go all over because whitewater kayaking is not something you can do really local in clay county there's no white water right so but everywhere we go is about two hours away so we go tennessee a lot north carolina west virginia edge of georgia uh, and virginia that's awesome cool so like we see in your uh, video there, you got a bunch of different kayaks. How many kayaks do you actually got? <laughs> I've got about nine total uh, in the picture. I just got, I kind of, I got a variety of some of them you can see here. Um, basically with kayaking, uh, with you guys fishing, uh, yeah, there's a couple of different styles of the same boat, but they all ultimately do the same thing. Right. But whitewater kayaking is completely different. Uh, you can run the river in all these boats, but they just about do entirely everything different. Uh, biggest thing that I've always heard them considered or sort of like is cars. Right. So you got four-wheel drive trucks, you've got Ferraris, then you got just your plain car, and then maybe like some Mustangs and stuff where like that just sort of like you got your really high-end sports cars and you got some that does a little bit less but still perform really good and then you got some that just go through anything just like right. four-wheel drive yeah so what kind of kayaks do you have back there do you want to give us a little overview of what kind of equipment you got and yeah i'll kind of kind of give you a round down me move this out of the way i'll bring them i'm a big fan of red so i don't tell i like the red one yeah red one looks cool all right so this is ultimately my favorite style of kayak right here. You pull it back, you get the whole thing. So this is what typically you would call a full slice. 
um, by full slice. And this is why on my, let me pull it over just a little bit. Sorry about that. That's so awesome. we talk about whitewater kayak and this is a full slice. Slice on the bow, slice on the stern. If you've seen any of my videos when I'm doing cartwheels, bow style, stern squirts, stuff like that, this is the boat that's probably doing it. And this is the Dagger Supernova came out last year. Right now it's probably the hottest boat on the market. Just really hard to get. That's uh, all. Dagger don't, don't release a ton of boats every year. And this one right here is really sawed off right now. So um, this one, uh, you can run some big stuff in it, but class one to class three is where this would shine the most because I'll use this on rivers that is kind of easy to do in like this big green walk of seas or this OG, something you don't want to take a creek boat in. I would take this boat just to spice something up that typically is kind of lame to do. Right. This cool is a cool considered more of an old school design, but it's a new school boat. And then this boat right here is probably one of the most popular boats out there too. Uh, this is the Jackson Antics. Uh, so as you'll notice, this is slicey on the stern, but the bow's got all kinds of volume. So this, honestly, if you really want to get into whitewater kayaking and don't care to get flipped over a little bit. This is what I would recommend is a half slice is what this is uh, basically called. So this, you can stern squirt, you can do some good like pirouettes, get the turn, get the stern in, turn, do things like that. But then you get all kinds of rocker up front to get up and over things. I mean, it's a, got plenty of bow rocker right here. Uh, basically bow rocker is where the bottom shoots up. So when you right. hit a water, yeah. hit something, it goes up instead of just goes through it right but this is a very very good design uh, that's crazy the difference in holes like like the kayaks we use and then the kayaks that's crazy how the holes yeah, are let's, let's put that up there yeah so as you guys typically have is a catamaran style mostly yeah so you, you'd have a skeg or something down the middle to keep yep. the boat straight yeah uh, to keep these boats straight is all your basically your balance and a, a paddle uh, if you don't paddle this boat, you're going to spin around. Uh, right. There is nothing, nothing at all other than these edges. <laughs> if you get it over on edge, it'll it will cut like a knife then. But other than that, no, it's just flat. So this boat does not track straight unless you make it track straight. <laughs> that is wild. Yeah. So it's a wild design. This boat, this boat's about eight and a half feet. Uh, this Jackson and the uh, Walk of Steez, it's also a half slice. It is in that same category of boat, but it's a lot bigger volume. Uh, that's that's kind of how boats go to is by volume. So the bigger you are, the more volume you need. And uh, so that goes in this kind of like the weight class and stuff like that for boats. Right. Now this is probably what you see the most of is this is river runner or creek boat. This is ultimately a creek boat. This is the Waka OG. It's probably my favorite creek boat I've ever owned. Uh, as you can see, ton of volume right here in the right. bow, ton of volume up here in the stern. This thing is basically the shit runner. No matter what you're going to run, this boat right here will do it. Uh, this is what I've run the Russell Fork in, uh, class five stuff. Uh, class five, well, they, they call some things class six. Class six basically is not runnable um, right. until it gets ran and then it becomes class five. 
but the big stuff that'll hurt your kitty, this is this is the kind of boat that you want to be in because it'll take care of you. Heck yeah. That's awesome. <clears throat> What's that little uh, yellow one right there? So this yeah. is a play boat. So it play is boat. sort of like a like a full slice, how those boats are. That's also a full slice. Um, this boat right here, if you've seen people throwing loops, tricks, this is primarily the biggest thing for this is surfing in a hole or a wave. Uh, you'll see Dane Jackson throwing loops, do crazy stuff in this boat right here. This is uh, when they have like the championships of freestyle. This is a freestyle kayak is what this is primarily done for. It just surfs really good. Uh, class one through three is what I would recommend. Anything bigger than that, you better you better be good if you get on the river with this boat. Right. Right there, if Nate was here, he'd be like, let's put that on my wish list. Yeah. Nate will get hurt in that. <laughs> I mean, he don't need none of this stuff. Speaking of Nate, it's kind of a sad time that he's not with us today, but I guess you could say that. <laughs> <laughs> so Jared, um so you're talking about the different classes here. Now I don't I've never done whitewater rafting or whitewater kayaking. Can you explain like the different classes? What what can you explain Yeah, that so what you guys would probably be on the most to be one through two is what or zero through two. Zero would be there's no current, there's no flow. You're just in a lake floating around with nothing pushing you. Class one, there's just a little bit of current, but there's no obstacles, no uh, hazards, nothing to be concerned about. Class two, you're going to have maybe some rocks. You may have to detour just a little bit. And uh, class three, you're going to start getting into some hazards with that. There's going to be moves that you have to make to go around stuff. You're going to start throwing in some rocks, boulders, things like that. Um, some stuff that can't hurt you on that. And you start getting in class four, there's definitely hazards that can hurt or kill you at that point. Uh, a lot bigger drops a lot of times class four. There might be some sieves, something like that, that uh, rocks basically form like a little cave. Uh, there's a lot of class four that have stuff like that into class five. Class five is your big stuff. That's your, I mean, your waterfalls are all about class five for the most part. Something that's uh, going to be really fast, hard, got big holes, and will hurt or kill you if you mess up a lot of times. Right. There's definitely, anytime you get moving water, and you, you explained a few of those, but anytime you get moving water, there's definitely some dangers. Is there any more oh, dangers yeah. like people would face other than what you mentioned? Uh, the, the biggest thing that people that's watching your channel would face if you get out, you don't really know what you're doing a whole lot, uh, is strainers. Uh, probably more people die because of strainers. Um, it's probably one of the things. When I'm talking about a strainer, if you're going and you say a log or something in the river that right. you have to like go around bypass, the thing about it is, is just because it may look smooth on the surface, well, there'll be limbs broke off under the water. So if you get swam or swimming or something like that, get pulled underneath there, your jacket, uh, your life jacket, things like that, get hung on those limbs and you get hung underwater and you just can't free yourself. So those are really dangerous. And then just uh, rocks, things like that, just running up on. But uh, I would say in class one and two, the most dangerous thing is probably strainers that people just don't really give enough credit. And then I've seen a lot of videos over the years, and I've even done it myself when I first started, is low-head dams. If you don't know what a low-head dam is, it's a man-made dam. Basically, 
when you see the water going over, it'll be a straight like waterfall all the way across. Yeah. Well, the danger of that is with low head dams, a real a, a natural waterfall, there's ways to get out on the edges. It'll have a pour over. It might sort of hold you, churn you, things like that. But on the edges, you can get out. A low head dam goes from the, the dirt or rock on one side to the bank on the other side. So it basically will just sit there and hold you and just keep flipping you and hold you. Uh, the one that really comes to mind, which it got taken out last year, is up at Oakhorn Creek in Kentucky. There's been several people in the summertime get killed at that low head dam. I know like um, something I've learned, like, you know, say you're approaching a boulder, especially in a fishing kayak, <clears throat> a lot of people want to take their paddle and like push off of it. Really the best habit is to kind of lean into it and the worst that yeah, happens you, is well, you'll just spin around. Yeah, You're 100% correct on that. And it's crazy that you learned that just from just what you're doing because that is one of the biggest skills, yeah. whitewater kayaking. You lean into anything. Yeah. If you're going downstream, yeah, everybody wants to lean away from it or push off. If you will lean into it, get your boat up on some edge, the water will hit under your leg or hit the bottom of the boat, and it'll keep you from getting flipped over. And you can push off a lot of times, things like that. But yeah, if you lean away from it, the water will come up on your boat and it'll high side you, make it flip over. If you lean, if you push away from it, you're flipped for sure. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Or you can do what we do in like the in the full slots and things like that. Kick, kick it up on the stern squirt, smack the rock, and float around it. <laughs> things like that adds a lot more fun. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't see me doing that mine. <laughs> no, no, I wouldn't do it in a fishing boat. <laughs> So, like, it's wintertime right now, like, and generally speaking, I, people usually don't kayak, but I know you've been a few times already. Uh, oh, yeah. What type of gear and stuff do you generally need to kayak in the winter? Well, that honestly is the number one question that I get is, how do you kayak this time of year and not die? So, I've got a couple <laughs> things right here. Me grip. That is a good question. That is, yeah. So... Everybody says you got a wetsuit. No, you don't have a wetsuit if you do whitewater kayaking. You have a dry suit. So you probably can't see the whole thing in here, but this is a full dry suit. I'm going to lay it down because this is just going to be easier to hold. So this is a dry top. It basically will cover down to the spray skirts that we wear to keep the water out of your boat. So cool. just like the dry suit, the dry top on the wrist it has these rubber gaskets that you can see right here. So they're stretchy. They go to your wrist right here, keep water from coming in, water going out. Same thing around the neck. So when you put it on, you got this gasket right here that okay. it's tied against your neck. And uh, on the bottom of this, water can get in this. It, it'll tie off, but that'll go around your spray skirt. And uh, But in this, when the actual dry suit, same thing uh, as far as the the neck and the uh, the wrist, but then you have these that's made into the leg. Right. So this is all basically made together, and the only way that water can get in is in here, here, if that rips, and then the way you get into it is you unzip this zipper that goes across, and you step into it, and then pull it up, and then pull this upper part over your head, put your neck through and your wrist through. And then this is very important, too, because it sucks to be on the river in a dry suit and not have the relief zipper in case you need to, to wow. relieve yourself. <laughs> that is a 
that is the most handy thing ever. Uh, you don't have a good dry suit unless you have that. And then these right here, I think you're sissy most of the time if you use these, unless it's about 30 degrees out. Uh, everybody's like, do you wear gloves? No, these things are called pogies. So I could get a paddle, but I'll just do it like this right here. So you stick your hand in here. This is around the shafts of the paddle. So you're just holding like that on the paddle. And these are uh, neoprene and they keep your hands extremely toasty. I don't use them unless it's like low 30s freezing out or like a long paddle out on flat water. I would use them just because I don't like the restrictions and the hand movements on the paddle because the dexterity of your paddle, there's a lot of movements that you'll do that you'll really right. twist and turn the paddle. And these kind of hinder that a little bit. If you're doing anything technical, I don't like these. So is like the P if the, is the PFD built into that suit or do, does it go over top of it? It goes over top of it. Okay. Yeah. The, yeah, you, you wear everything over top of it. And then the, the other tricky thing with wearing the dry suit is the layers. So, you do not want to dress really warm in a dry suit because yes, it does not let water in. It also does not let moisture out. Right. It does not wick anything out of the suit. So what you got to do is wear some, like I'll usually use wool or fleece, a thin layer up on top and then something thicker on my legs. As long as you're just like semi comfortable standing around, you can be okay. If it's going to be something that you're going to do a lot of paddling that day, you want to wear something that you're not comfortable in really just standing around because when you start building up that moisture and that heat, it's going to get cold when you cool off. So I try to get where I kind of comfortable, but not real comfortable till I actually get on the water. That is super cool. I, I never would have thought of that. Honestly. I know, kind of it's tricky. With I, I, I kind of know by the temperature, like what I'm going to wear. Cotton is the one thing you never wear. Because once a cotton shirt gets wet, you're just miserable. It doesn't matter if you're sweating or not. It's just wet, mushy nastiness in there. Hmm. Now, Jared, you've been all over, all over God's green earth kayaking. Like, what, how many states or what states have you kayaked in and which has been your favorite? Probably the state that we really kayak the most is Tennessee, just because, I mean, you can be in Knoxville from here in about two hours or so, yeah. or a little bit less. So Tennessee would go a lot. We hit the Coe a lot in the summer. Uh, it's hard to really say my, my my best or favorite. If I'm going to use a full slice, I would spout say the Coe in Cleveland, Tennessee is my favorite river. Big water, just huge waves and holes. It's hard to beat the Upper Gully in West Virginia. It's it's second to none. Um, North Carolina's got some good stuff. You got the Nantahala Cascades. It's it's pretty pretty legit class five uh, fast river. Uh, but as far as probably uh, last year was my PFD on it uh, right here in Kentucky. It's probably the best class five whitewater in the world, uh, or well, one of the best whitewater rivers in the world is the Russell Fork Gorge. Uh, finally got on it, got my nerve up to do it last year. There's there's people die on the Russell Fork Gorge. I got three laps in last year on the Russell Fork. It's it's awesome, class five boating. Uh, it's good stuff. I, I like the Russell Fork Gorge. That, that was my next question. What was the what's the worst class of water that you've been on? But it's been five. Yeah, so. 
Yeah, we, I've been on class last two years. I've been doing some class five stuff. We've held ourselves back a lot. Right. Everybody's like, "Oh, you can boat this, you can boat this," but I mean, when you start getting older, jobs and uh, you got a wife at home, you start thinking about consequences and who's going to exactly. pay my house payment <laughs> if I can't be there. So you got to kind of figure that in on what you do. Oh yeah. So obviously, Jared, you have a lot of boats back there, but if there was one boat that you could buy right now, say somebody just come up to you and said, "Hey, I'm, man, I'm going to buy you a boat." What would what would that boat be? If I didn't have any boats or additional boat right now. If you want to buy a new one, like yeah. to add to your stock. Uh, so I would probably, I'm not boat poor right now by no means. Jackson just come out with a Narvana Creek boat. I would like to have it. And then the uh, the red Antics, that's a medium. I've actually got it posted right now. I'm kind of wanting to trade it for a large. Uh, it. The large is more like the Waka Steeds, the big green boat. Because really, on anything easy, I'm using a full slice because I like to play more. Right. And then I start getting on big stuff. I'd rather have just a little bit bigger boat. But right now, I guess uh, probably that Jackson Narvana will be the boat. It just came out last year. It's probably the boat I would like to have, but I don't know. I have no plans of buying it. I love my Waka OG, the blue boat. It will be replacing it. And right now, I don't need that. Right. Jack, uh, I'm a bona fide guy, you know, but Jackson just come out with that Cusa X. Yep. And that's a pretty, that's a sweet boat. We got to see it at, uh, the, at the Expo. Expo yeah. yeah. It was a sweet boat. What, uh, what kind of boat would you recommend for people getting into whitewater kayaking for their first boat? So, depends on your learning curve. If you're a, long, a younger person and you don't, don't care to, have some hiccups along the way, take a few swims of things. I would <laughs> recommend any type of a half slice. You'll learn more. If you get in a creek boat, it'll make you lazy. Uh, basically, it'll take care of you, the big boats will. But you hit waves and holes. You can have bad posture. I mean, really, with kayaking, you, you want to stay neutral like this right here. Mm -hmm. A lot of times, you'll see people in creek boats, they'll be leaning back like this on waves. If you do that on one of those slicey boats, you're get flipped backwards. So in a creek boat, it'll teach you poor tactics and I mean paddling skills because you can do a whole lot of stuff because it's a big boat versus like the full slice and things like that. You have to like really, I mean, you have to be fluid and your upper body has to disconnect. And I mean, right. just move, let the bottom of your boat move around. So I would, if you're going to be boating a lot, I would say a half slice, a larger half slice. And if you just kind of want to get in and don't want to take a, a rough learning curve, I would recommend a creek boat and then maybe get something else. That's what I started in was a creek boat. We were kind of self-taught. Me and my brother got into it initially. And uh, we learned off YouTube. Basically, everything that I have done, I've learned off YouTube. Hey, YouTube's where it's at. That's how, that's how Brendan's learned to fish. <laughs> yeah okay. okay okay some swaggy b i would say that's where jared learned to eat but you know he probably where you learned to fix hot cakes at for yourself still having to go exactly. to mcdonald's and buy them exactly <laughs> where if we're talking about beginner paddlers where is there like a body of water that would be more suited for beginners Yes, I'm glad you brought that up because we've actually talked about this a little bit. So I would say below Como Falls 
in the summertime, not in the wintertime. In the summertime, it's pretty easy. Uh, I've took people down uh, Elkhorn Creek in Kentucky, up in Frankfurt. It's class two, the whole thing is. And I've took people down in wreck boats on it. There are several people paddling in wreck boats. That's pretty easy to start out on. Uh, me and my brother did blow come falls one year. The first year we did any kind of white water, it was our just, we just went in for it. And uh, it was, <laughs> we swam a lot, or I swam a lot. <laughs> I had a bad day that day. I had a great day. I had a lot of fun, but I, I did swim a few times on that. I, the boat I had, it was it was horrible. So, like we've watched like a ton of your content, like, and you do all kinds of like cool little tricks and stuff. Like, what's the hardest trick? What's the hardest trick that you've learned to do, as far as in a whitewater kayak? Well, a lot of the tricks aren't so much the difficulty of doing them. It's the making yourself the commitment level because uh, just last weekend I was down Teleco River and uh, it's a baby falls. It's about a 20 foot waterfall. Uh, I think 20 foot. It's about 16 feet. I think everybody says it's 20 foot. It's about 16 feet. So I did a reverse free wheel. Uh, first time I landed some of those. And that's basically you just go up to the lip of the waterfall and turn and you're going over the, the waterfall backwards and then you just flip the boat as you're going over it's not the most difficult move to do but it's a lot of mental to do you just got to zone out what could happen yeah. and just go for it uh that was probably one of the harder moves that i've done you would never catch me doing something like that i can tell no, you that. i'd say probably not on that i'm gonna take my perception out there and try that <laughs> <laughs> well we'll go ahead and get you a bed in the hospital yeah well so are you going to cumberland falls any Time yeah, we're going. You guys and me, we're, I'm taking you down this summer. We're going. We're going to go below Coma Falls. Okay. We're going to get that Sounds one in. Well, let me get my wheel in order. <laughs> we'll yeah. No, nah, man, I'm. You can swim everything on Coma Falls. Be fine. The winter time, when the lake level goes down, the last three rapids are pretty big. But in the summertime, they're underwater, so it's pretty easy. Hmm. What about the narrows and Onita? Man, that's everybody <laughs> talks about that being big. They've not seen big. Man, the narrows, the narrows is. I mean, yeah. I'd take anything down the narrows. People say that's big, but no. what do you got against the narrows? What do you got against class the narrows? One, class two. <laughs> it's not. It's not white water. It's it's a little bit of white water. It's not real white water. Yeah. So if somebody was going to get started, is there like we mentioned boats and stuff like that? Is there like certain panels or certain other gear that they need? Well, if you're going to whitewater kayak, I know recreational kayak, and a lot of people's like, oh, I'm not wearing a PFD, a life jacket. So you definitely have to wear, I mean, you don't have to, but you need to. If you go to yeah. anywhere out of state, you'll get fined for not wearing a life jacket. So if you're getting a whitewater kayaking, uh, I've got a couple things laying around here. So you need a life jacket. Everybody knows what a life jacket is. You got to have that. Yep. You have to wear a helmet. You yep. have to wear a helmet. So let me grab a helmet. Give me just a second. I'll show you why. And that's one thing we advocate for heavily oh, in, yeah. our, in our group is the use of PFDs. Cause Safety first. It seems like every year you see anglers dying on kayaks just because yeah. they didn't wear a PFD. Yep. Even if you think you can swim. Like I know we first started kayaking, yeah. I was like, oh, man, I can swim. If I fall off, I'll be fine. I mean. I have fell off. You probably, y'all probably seen the video. Uh, but 
that was one time I was glad I had a life jacket on when I actually fell off when it actually happened. So you probably can't see really good on here, but there's numerous cuts and gashes. This is the helmet I'm apparently using. Those hit this helmet, you feel it. Your neck will feel it a lot of times. If you hit the right in a moving body of water, this will kill you not wearing one of these. Hit your head underwater. Yeah. You're upside down. You can't get out of the boat. You'll drown and die. And, yeah. I mean, that's – I'll be honest with you. I'm not kayaking with anybody that's not got a helmet, not got a life jacket. And those are the two biggest things. Um, I mean, if we are going out to the lake, no, I'm not going to – don't have to wear a helmet life jacket i'm not boating with anybody not wearing a life jacket just it it ain't worth it uh this is uh what everybody uh say a spray skirt i take it that's common knowledge this is a spray skirt so you step into this area right here it pulls up to your waist right here um this part right here goes around the boat this one's a rubber seal they make a bungee one this is a rubber seal it's called a ran skirt, so you would just pull it around the cockpit rim. I'll show you how the, the cockpit rims are different on these boats versus like a recreational boat. So you can kind of see this big lip right here. Yeah, yeah. That, that'll fit inside that, and that seals the water, or most of the water from coming into the boat anyway. And yeah, gotcha. definitely makes things better. Yeah. yeah. If you was on some class one, two, something like that, one, I'm not saying one, two. If you was on some class one stuff, you could get away with not wearing a spray skirt. Um, you possibly could on class two. If you was just demoing a boat or trying something out, you're going to get wet. Mm-hmm. You're going to get a lot of water in the boat. Well, that is that is super cool, though. Now, Jerry, we've been talking like all kinds of like just crazy stuff about whitewater kayaking. Is there like any cool stories or you know things that you've done that's pretty wild other than what we've talked about well we were briefly talking there earlier talking about the low head dams the reason why i know well i didn't die naturally because i'm still here but i felt like i was going to once <laughs> back when we first started me and my brother were going to go over the low head dam behind the county garage on goose creek so the water was literally almost level with the d- top of the dam and I was in trying to think what brand it was. It was it was just one of those Dick Sporting Goods boats, right. uh, just a recreational boat. So I didn't have a full spray skirt like what we have for these. It just came up on the front of the uh, deck, didn't go around my waist, but just come over my legs, yeah. kind of get water off. So I'll I'll go over the dam, bust through, all the water just comes up over and the spray skirt like holds the water, but it's like down on my legs. So I stop for paddling for just a second and flip the water off. Well, what I don't realize is I get sucked backwards about five or six feet into the dam. So I'm paddling as hard as I can possibly paddle. And I know that I'm not coming out of it because I'm not going forward at all. I'm just staying where I'm at. Right. So my brother's on the bank recording all this. And he's like laughing and stuff. Where and I'm like, no, I'm about to die right here. No helmet <laughs> on. Uh, I have a life jacket on. I mean, I, I might have had a helmet on after I think about. It. I might have had a helmet on. So I did the only thing that I knew to do, which was also extremely dangerous. I turned over intentionally to get out of the boat. And yeah. luckily, it's only about probably about five or six feet deep there. So it took me down and hit me on the bottom a few times, and I kept kicking off the bottom. And I swam out. I was able to grab my boat, paddle. 
I don't know where it's at. It's not cheap metal. Uh, Dick's forty good paddles. It's long gone. <laughs> it's some sort of rusted and gone somewhere. But I mean, I've had some great stories and tales. But that's something that a lot of people could relate to. And that's when I talk about low head dams being dangerous. They're extremely dangerous because I had no idea what I was getting myself into and how dangerous it was. And luckily, it was not a big one. Uh, if it had been higher and more volume, it would have it would have killed me. I'd have been dead. I actually, first time kayaking that stretch of river up there, I actually about went over that because you really can't see it until you get almost right up on it, and then it just drops down. Oh, we've been we've been over it. Uh, every time that we went, we would go over it, but you kind of went over and dropped off. It was at flood levels yeah. the time that we did it. We had no business being out there in the boats that we were in. Had no idea what we were doing. It was pretty dangerous. Living, we learned. Yeah, that's something too. Like if you're going to kayak a river, you need to check the CFMs and stuff before you go. Yeah. Yep. Is, uh, Jared, is there actually an app to find that? Since you mentioned that right there, the biggest thing that I learned at the time that had no idea, American Whitewater. You can go to American Whitewater in any river basically in the world. They have uh, the flow. A lot of the rivers will tell you step by step, like how to go down, like the name of the rapids, things like that. I did not have any idea there was such a thing in the beginning. You can actually donate to American Whitewater. They do a lot of good things. Right. Uh, access points on the river, different things like that. But yeah, to show the flow ratings and stuff, it's it's a good website to look at. Jared, is there like anywhere, like, so like, if people wants to view like your content, like where would they go to do that at? Well, I've got a, I've got a YouTube account that I've posted. It's just my name, Jared Smith. Uh, thanks how it is on there. And then Slice Life is what my, my name is on uh, TikTok. I post a lot, of, uh, not a lot. I post a few TikTok videos and then it's my Facebook and Instagram. Uh, Slice Life is what it is on Instagram. And then Facebook is just my name. And uh, guys, we'll link all that down in, in the description if you want to check him out. He's got some pretty cool videos. Yeah, uh, I enjoy watching them. Every time I watch them, my heart drops when they go over those falls. I'm like, <laughs> I would definitely never do that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I get I get that a lot from people. You're an idiot and things like that. Those come comments from people I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Including us. We may we may say it from time to time. But I mean I, I think it's really cool what you do if you're into that. Uh I just don't have the uh I guess balls to, to the nerve. Like the nerve. Yeah. <laughs> uh before we get off here guys, wait a minute, wait, he's gonna do some um Jared, are you going to do some drone footage? Yeah, yeah, we talked yeah, about that. Yeah. So I, I've got a couple of drones, and I like flying them. The only problem is is most of the time there's not really a whole lot to video. So we were talking about it one day, and uh, I'm going to get out and try to do some content with them, try to get some pictures, some video of them out fishing, and uh, hopefully hopefully they like it. Uh, and that's, I've that's done a few things with my drone. That's another thing about Jared. Like, he does some really cool – like, he's got some good footage. Like, he gets good, really good footage and stuff. Oh, yeah. We got on here. I was shocked to see all this stuff set up in the background. I mean, yep. this guy's the real deal when it comes to content. You can even go fishing with us, Jared. I don't know how much you like fishing. I'm going to try. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if I'm going to break down and buy a boat anytime soon, but I I, I think I'm going to go sometime at least with yeah, a couple of times you guys. I may steal, like, Nate's boat. He don't have one. He's got one on his it's wish still list. still on his wish list. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you'll have to start you a wish list up here pretty soon. <laughs> may still still Brendan's swap. Me and Jared will go. There you yeah. go. They can't use it. They might as well. well. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> but Jared, we appreciate you being on here. Uh, no problem. What kind of water you got there? Oh, that's my prime water. Uh, prime needs to sponsor me. Red Bull's not going to do it, so 
maybe a local company like Prime in Louisville would do it. Oh, yeah. Prime makes some tasty oh, yeah. beverages. I drink them all the time. Yeah, that's that's about our exclusive drink that we drink. Yep. So, guys, before we get off here, we just want to give a quick shout-out to MMA Fishing out uh, of Alabama. Uh, they also have this really cool – well, Jared's got the shirt, I've got the hat. Thin blue tight lines. Check them out on Facebook. We'll have them linked below. Uh, anything else you got, Jared? Nope. Anything else you got, Jared? No. All right. Well, as we always say, let's go yakking. Yeah. <laughs> Tune in next time for Yakking Live. It's available on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, and more. Wherever you go to find your favorite podcast. Play kayak fishing, like their Facebook page, and stay updated on what's happening. And as always, they say, keep on yakking.